Welcome to Lord Clark and Friends, Episode 5, Part 2. Well, we were just talking about Democrats and Republicans and the the Republicrat. And how things used to be and the idea of where are they now. You know, right. uh, certain topics that used to be in common parlance and then are now just, oh, haven't heard of that in a while. You know, so Very true. Where are they now? Where are they now of societal concerns? Um, whatever happened to uh, acid rain? Do we still have it? Does it happen anymore? Yes, it happens, but it happens to a lesser degree. Um, we've kind of cleaned up, cleaned it up by uh, you know creating new, cleaner burning coal plants. Um, so it doesn't. It, it became a non-issue because there isn't that many. Acid rain isn't a problem. You oh. Know, because it's not destroying the trees like it used to. Instead of falling off the cliff, like they were all predicting, it uh, we did some corrective measures and and uh, corrected the problem. It's still a problem in Germany. I guess the Black Forest is still decaying, but it's not a big a big deal. Okay. So it's not nearly was, as big of a and deal. And then there was smog. There's smog, right? Right. Um, and the only city that's really dealing with that in any huge way. Uh, is L.A. and that's right. because they can't. They're they're in a stupid valley that you're never. You should never have put a city in a in a valley like that. Well, they actually mandated lower emissions on vehicles, and yeah. that is carried across the country as well. But I'll tell you, I actually it's kind of funny because I remember I was about maybe four or five years old. I was a little tyke, and I remember being in the back of a station wagon looking at vehicles heading into Boston. And just seeing billowing gray smoke coming from tailpipes, and yep. I, you know, I think that people just don't remember. I mean, well, maybe they do, but you know, people our age and younger really probably don't clearly remember that. True, and and I think you know, some small corrective actions helps us take care of those issues. Mm. You know. So we no longer need to worry, you know, not that we don't longer need to worry about it, but we take some actions and we can lessen the impact. Just like acid rain, we lessen the impact by correcting what the cause of it was by, you know, lesser polluting systems. We also create more efficient systems so that the uh, that uh, we get more productivity out of the same amount of material. So in reality, well, it, some of these things have been a good thing. I do believe some of the emission laws have been a good thing. Um, yeah. They cleaned up the air, and like you said, we don't have to deal with seeing all that black smoke coming out of a tailpipe. Uh, on the other hand, are we being too restrictive in some areas? Uh, like diesel. Oh, especially. in diesel in the Northeast, one of the things is, is diesel, the Europeans who use it all over the place, yeah, it's clean. It's you can get get an engine to burn diesel clean. You just have to be careful on how you design it. Now, yeah. the other thing is because New York has so many limitations on how many number of diesel units can be sold in the state for cars, we can't get those cool European cars over here in the Northeast that would, you know, that have an average so of 50 miles. 75 to 100 miles a gallon. Yeah, and, and even a, a full-size sedan has a 50-mile uh 50 miles to the gallon 
diesel. You know, even paying him an extra buck for the gas, getting 50 miles to the gallon, doesn't hurt my wallet. Right. Uh, that actually quite improves my wallet. And a full wallet is a happy wallet. Very true. You know, I remember back in college that, you know, I, it was it was interesting because, like, pretty much everybody, I was interning and doing, and then after I interned, I was getting a full-time job. And because I didn't have to worry about paying for dorms, I was actually had the benefit of my parents helping me with that. Right. Um, I could live very nicely right. having a meager salary. And the one thing I remember is, you know, if my wallet was full, I didn't have a care in the world. And it, it, I don't have that anymore. I, I look at my wallet and I'm like, here's a couple bucks. Very wow. true. <laughs> uh, no, and I completely understand that. It, it's the same thing for me, you know. Wow, where did all that money go? <laughs> but but the amount of you know it's like how how much more at ease you are when you know that there's a you know a stack of bills in your wallet it just makes makes your peace of mind it it does wonders for your peace of mind right it does do a lot for your peace of mind and uh it's hard but, to get a hold of those dollars these days <laughs> and even if they're not worth as much it's still hard to get a hold of them <laughs> <laughs> very true uh, uh, there's right. a couple other you know anthrax scares you haven't heard much about them anymore oh you? yeah that was a great joke for a while the thrax you know hey are you you know anytime you you hand somebody an envelope is that full of thrax is that full of anthrax <laughs> you know, I loved that joke. You know, I, I'm still wondering who... Did they ever find out who actually sent those anthrax letters all I over think, the place? I think there, uh, one of them was a, actually a government worker, but I, I, I'm not sure of all the details. Um, you know, it, it's kind of funny, some of the things that you sort of compare and contrast, and, you know, now and, and versus then, just how things have just changed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Like being in the like airport security, how useless <laughs> that is. Well, I mean, I just think of you know some of the pranks that people pulled when we were in high school. Right. You know, it's like I, I remember kids calling in bomb threats. Okay, and <laughs> just so they they wouldn't have classes that day. I remember that. I mean, it was like it was really funny. You actually um, got to experience that because I never did. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Wow. And people called. They called in the bomb threats, and you know, they always turned out to be nothing. But yeah, I would think if if they had been, you know, I mean, this is all pre Columbine, I think. Oh yeah, and yeah. Pre September 11, obviously. And I think it was also no, pre uh, pre what what was that Midwest uh, bombing there? Um, Oklahoma. Oklahoma City, yeah. Or, Oklahoma City. Yeah, and pre. Like, well, you know, a few bad apples really spoil the bunch for what would normally be considered good, clean childhood or good, clean teenager pranks. True. And, uh, you know, like a lot of the stuff that I did in terms of, you know, uh, software hacking and, you know, uh, technology hacking, 
you know, right. probably would have, would now get me in trouble with, uh, I don't know, Homeland Security, I'd be maybe a homegrown terrorist or, or something like that. But it's like it was all good, clean fun because everything was new and fresh and unexplored. It was like a wild, wild west yeah. of uh, technology, and now it's old hat. Um, yeah, those old, old BBS boards and how to dial into somebody's server, and nobody really had any firewalls back then. How like, to make the chloroxin drano bombs and do stuff with the anarchist cookbook is oh, you know, yeah. guidelines for good, clean font. Right. And now even posting some of the, ma- even posting how to do it on YouTube can get you in trouble. That's uh, true. You know. It's very true. Even if you don't do it in a malicious attempt, just even posting how to do it sometimes, especially with the anarchist cookbook, can get you in trouble. I'd hate to be in high school now. I think it'd be really boring. Well, you know, everything is programmed activities. You know, mom's got to drive you to the soccer game. You know, you got to pick you up from school. You can't even ride the bus anymore. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it's stupid. The, the lady, we, I live in walking distance from a, a school, and the lady across the street still has to drive her SUV up the street. <laughs> to drop her kids off at school and pick them up. Now, if there was ever a waste of resources, that was it. Just walk up to the school if you want to meet your kids at the end of the day so you know they get into school and get leave school properly. You don't need to drive. It's not even a quarter of a mile. <laughs> and that just drives me crazy. <laughs> Makes me scratch my head. Metal detectors. Okay, they just they started those right when I was starting high school, and uh, yeah, and well, you know, and one of the schools I went to, and it just it was just weird, and I could only imagine now after September 11. Well, maybe you have to have a pre pre approved food items, or, or you know, and run the security gauntlet. Or wait three hours maybe for uh, an in-school check-in. I don't know how. I mean, I can only imagine how crazy it's gotten. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. Just for kids just doing what you'd expect them to do. And right. I don't know. I, I start thinking about, well, if I had kids, would I want them homeschooled? And not for the whole duration, but, you know, at least for a while so I could, you know, give them enough knowledge to, so that they would know to uh, – not think like sheep, especially <laughs> with the liberally biased school systems. Oh, yeah! Don't get me started there. Oh, come on! You got You know you want to get started there. Get started. I'm not sure. I really want to get started on the liberal bias and the liberal crap that they teach kids. Oh, that's just oh, it drives me insane. Thinking about, <laughs> you know bad scientific theories they pass off as fact uh you know evolution darwin never wrote that it was the source of everything evolution has more to do with the bird flying away with the fish than in the fish walking uh you know this whole yeah. like you know in this this whole thing you know we want to teach that this is the end all and be all of it but we don't want to let these kids get killed or, you know, we don't want to let the baby die because, you know, oh, what about the children? Well, in reality, Darwin, in his message in, in the 
in his his what origin of species was that the species is stronger when you get get rid of the weak that the the strong only the strong survive you know well, only the, the ones fit. who have the the most fit for the environment survive why are we allowing these kids to even have an education if you get a you get an f in school well, let's kick you out of school that's calling you know that's belief in the system not this no child left behind crap you know well you know what we we want to preach evolution. We want to preach all this stuff, but we don't want to we don't want to abide by it. We we yeah. want to be able to put some morality on this no child left behind. But in reality, we're telling the kids that evolution is the end all and be all. Yet, you know, we can't even do that in our own school system. Evolution of the school system would suggest that only the strong survive, only the top the top move on. Now. I don't always agree with that because I was a slacker in school, so probably would have been kicked out long before they actually realized I was intelligent. Um, <clears throat> you know, if we were to go with the strong survive method, but you know, don't teach it as a as a rule that you know this is what has to happen. You know, when you don't, when you can't even abide by it yourself, so you yeah. you know you disprove your evolutionary theory in your own classroom, and I and I want to bang my head through the wall like. Do you understand what you can't even abide by this by the rules of your of how you're doing it yet you you know it has to be you know it has to be this way and these people think that it has to be taught this way in reality it doesn't it should be taught you know some of the old ways I think should be brought back apprenticeship internships you talk about an internship in college what got you your first job an internship in college my first job out of college was because I had an internship in college you know I'm pretty sure the same thing with you you I mean you didn't you know you had an internship but then you got your first job out of college because of having those internships if I remember correctly Yep. You know, gave you the experience you needed. Internship, apprenticeship, this old system actually works better than the current system. You know, oh, it just drives me well, insane. There, there are a couple points I want to address in there. You know, I, I know, well, I may not know, but what you actually intend by, you know, saying the strongest, I think Darwin's intent in using the term fittest is fittest for the situation they're in or fittest for the environment they're in. Not necessarily to be confused with the strongest. I mean, I, I know over right. time a lot of people have interpreted that, but, you know, it's it's like a, a hand in a glove or, you know, just something just that's made to, to fit as closely as possible. Yeah. Uh, so th- that's one thing. But in defense of public education, uh, I think I got a great education. I sure as hell had to work for it. I had to work very hard for it. Yeah. And I didn't want a, a no child left behind sort of thing, especially at the college level. College level in a public school that we went to was hard. It was yeah. very hard, and <laughs> I wear uh, the number of Fs I have as a badge on my sleeve. In right. some some ways, because you know some of what I, you know, let's face it. I mean, we we both were in in technical backgrounds, right? And to do the kung fu, jujitsu, Jedi math and <laughs> science that we had to do, we're really in the top one percent of all the people in the world who can do this. Yeah, and I and, understand that. And and more importantly, this. These concepts 
albeit that they are hard, were a culmination of about 400 to 600 years worth of some of the best thinkers that had ever graced this planet. Actually, it's more like 3,000 years because a lot of our mathematics is truly based on... uh is based on the Greek and, and Egyptian math that they did back then. We can trace our roots to it. The well, algebra is. But the thing is, we, we knew our algebra before we got to college, okay? Yeah. Calculus is, you know, being the fundamental pain oh, of yeah. the basis of modern mathematics. Right. You know, has only been around since the 16, 1700s. And evolved into these, you know, well-defined textbook forms in the past couple hundred years. Very true. (laughs) And they were used to solve really hard problems, like, you know, uh, the planets moving around, or bridges being put up, or or construction of buildings. And, And, you know, I mean... Basic well, mathematics, counting, sure. You know, all sorts of counting principles, discrete-type mathematics, those are all based in algebra, too. It was all based on ancient number theory that evolved over, over thousands of years. But right. the really hard stuff, the stuff that was thrown at us in a semester's time that probably spanned 100 years to create, I mean, the fact that we actually got that crammed into our heads enough to be useful and get graded on it is almost um, a miracle. Well, and, and you're right, and you think about that, that, you know, who came up with calculus? What was it? Sir Isaac Newton basically came up with the basis from, you know, came up with the basis from calculus. Before that, everything was done with hardcore algebra. Um, in calculus, all calculus really is is hardcore algebra, but... Uh, and a lot of algebra, short, algebraic shortcuts. But, you know, it took, what, one of the world's smartest people ever to come up with calculus. I'm, you know, clearly reading some of his works, I'm nowhere near his level, and yet I had to learn all of the calculus he came up with within a year, or a year and a half. You know, I had to learn all of this mathematics that it took him however long to compile all of this stuff, and I have to learn all of the principles that he just put together in a year and a half. And you're going, that's crazy. And, and then you had to spend another year, maybe more, um, trying to dissect how um, the makers of the atomic bomb or <laughs> your, some Russian or some gambler uh, decided to apply this math. Well, that was fun. That was just fun. I had to admit that. Uh, learning the principles of how to make an atomic bomb was just a good, was just a good time. Uh, but yet there was some of that calculus that I, I, I really wanted to build a time machine to go kill Newton, um, because it, it really was just evil. It, uh, there wasn't anything nice about it. There wasn't anything fun about it. It was just hardcore mathematics, and you know didn't really like just sitting at my computer for four days while it came to a grinding halt doing some simulation I had to run. It's kind of great watching movies for four days straight in a row while I did that simulation, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You know, 
there are stories that it can be told about that, but, you know, and then having people wonder, why are you watching a movie and you're claiming you're doing homework? You know, that was always the interesting one. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, you know, I just found interesting things to do with my time. <laughs>